Welcome to the Community Fellowship Podcast, your way to stay connected with biblically-themed messages, discussions, and interviews from Community Fellowship in East Bernard, Texas. Learn more about our church at the cfeb.church website, check us out on social media at CF East Bernard, or attend an in-person service at 635 Main Street in East Bernard. We are a local church that works to make the love of Christ for all humanity known to our community and the world. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this week's content. Welcome everybody. I am excited to see so many folks here today. I had in my mind envisioned us having maybe 45 or 50 here today based on all the folks I knew who were out sitting in deer stands this morning. So <laughs> I'm very pleased that there are quite a number of you who are not doing that. And we know those who are are worshiping right where they are, right? <laughs> well, hope, hope is what we're going to dwell on this morning, our hope in Christ. Uh, and you're going to get a heavy dose of God's word a little bit later in the message this morning. And I'm not going to apologize for that because God's word speaks of, a, of hope a lot more effectively than I do. What is hope to you? What is hope to you? We all have hopes and dreams, right? What is it do you long for? that just really makes you yearn. We have short-term hopes, right? Like a number of you are sitting there thinking, I hope Mr. Gertson doesn't get long-winded today, right? <laughs> uh, and I can, I, actually, I can tell you I'm not going to. This may be the shortest message I've given so far. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Or maybe you have, uh, maybe you just hope there's a donut left after the service because your stomach is beginning to growl. Or maybe, like me, you hope to be able to get a nap this afternoon because you've been up since five this morning. We have midterm hopes. I hope little Johnny passes all his subjects this year. I hope I get a raise soon. I hope we can afford another vehicle soon. And then we have longer-term hopes. I hope our family will always be close, right? It's a good hope. I hope I live long enough to see my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Great, great hope to have. Another way to look at hope, though, is to look at what it is not, right? Hope is not despair. In fact, it's the opposite of despair, right? Hope is the absence of despair, and despair is the absence of hope. They're converse. As a youngster, I was, a, I was kind of a thinker, and I'm not saying that uh, to pat myself on the back. I, was, uh, I would... I would lie for long periods of time, either on my bed, staring at the ceiling, or outside on the lawn, staring at the clouds, just thinking, you know, letting my mind go where it went. 
And one of the places it would occasionally go is to wonder and go so far as to allow myself to feel what it was like to believe that there is not a God. To allow myself to think what life would be like if there was not a God. And I remember being just short of terrified at the feeling that I got. The, the feeling of despair. The feeling of... It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it, and maybe some of you allowed yourself to go there on occasion, and I think it may, it's, sometimes it's healthy to imagine that, to understand what life would be like without the belief that there is a God who loves us, who cares for us enough to provide a way for us to be restored in our relationship to him. Now, granted, there are, there's another, there are other beliefs about God than that one. There are those, in fact, I visited with one with an individual not long ago, and he's a fellow who has forsaken the faith that he grew up in because he sees God as a mean old man. And he really just doesn't want to have anything to do with that mean old man with a book of rules who's just waiting to call you out. That's not the God of hope that we're talking about in this morning. But it is unfortunate that some folks and their experience of Christianity end up with that sort of a understanding of who God is. And so we also have hope, not just for long-term things, but for eternally long things, right? Things that never end. That's the hope we're talking about this morning. Eternal hope. I hope to be redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus and to live in glory with him for all eternity. I hope all of our children and grandchildren will come to embrace Christ, to have a saving relationship with Jesus. I hope to join my spouse, mother, father, dear friend, fill in the blank, in heaven to see them fully restored to their prime and absent any pain or heartache. Quite a number of folks in here today who are hoping that for Mark Lowry. You have loved ones of your own who may be in the midst of horrible pain and heartache or who have already passed on through horrible pain and heartache, pain and, heartache and you hope to someday experience them op ab with that absent from their lives, right? That's the hope we're talking about this morning. That's the hope that we celebrate as we look forward to the birth of Christ that we celebrate as Christmas. It's the hope that Joe, who wasn't able to be here this morning, it's the hope that met Joe in that uh, solitary confinement cell and poured his heart full of joy in that cell 
those of you who were here to hear his testimony three Sundays ago, that's the hope we're talking about that changed him into the wonderful person, believer, faithful member of Christ's family that he is today. Advent is a time when we intentionally turn our hearts to look at the coming of Jesus Christ as a babe in a manger, but it's also a time when we look forward to his second coming and we all are restored. His coming makes possible the hope, love, joy, and purity that we're going to be celebrating over the next four Sundays counting today. Because that babe in the manger came to make his way to the cross on our behalf. And that's why we chose to mount our Advent candles on the cross itself. Because he didn't come to be a baby in a manger. He came to go to the cross. He came to pay the penalty for our sin. His birth was no accident. His birth in Bethlehem was no accident. His birth in the manger was no accident. All had been foretold for hundreds of years. Many, many prophecies in the Old Testament offered up great reasons for hope. In fact, the whole of Scripture could be summed up in the word hope. That's why we have it. And we're going to get to a passage here in just a minute, that says precisely that about the whole of Scripture. But we're going to run through seven prophecies, kind of one after the other, just to see the hope that the Old Testament provides us, that the hope that God has provided from the beginning and throughout that is unified throughout Scripture. We're going to start in Genesis. Genesis 22, 18. There we're told that Abraham's offspring, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Jesus is that blessing. Isaiah 11, verses 1 and 2, we know that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Well, there's more there. The, uh, I don't have it on here. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. From there we know he is from the line of David. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. From Micah 5.2, we know he was to be born in the, into the tribe of Judah in the region of Ephrathah in the town of Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Psalm 72, 
verses 9 and 10, tell of the shepherd's worship and of the bowing of kings before him. May the desert tribes bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him gifts. King Herod's slaughtering of children and a futile effort to kill Jesus was foretold by Jeremiah in chapter 31, verse 15. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. As a result of Herod's horrid actions when Jesus was a young child, Joseph took him to Egypt to protect him from Herod. Even this has roots in Old Testament prophecy. From Hosea 11.1, we read, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. All of these prophecies and many more are fulfilled in Jesus. These are just some that have to do with his birth, his coming. These prophecies represent hope, hope for a deliverer, hope for our deliverance. Last week and several times on previous occasions, I've spoken to you about the law, right? The Old Testament centers around the law and the prophets. And uh, the law being not something that we can religiously obey and achieve holiness by, but in fact, the law being that which God sent to demonstrate that we cannot achieve holiness, to demonstrate that we are incapable of ascending to the holiness and perfection that he calls on for us, thereby preparing our hearts to understand and know that we need a Savior, Jesus Christ. So the law itself and the sacrificial system that surrounded it was designed to prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus. It was to point to him. Romans 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past, everything that was written in the past, was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Everything that was written was so that we might have hope. This is a book of hope. Let's go on to listen in as Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. 
that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm. Our hope is for a glorious and eternal inheritance. And we're not talking about an inheritance that you could put in your wallet, right? We're talking about an inheritance of fullness of life that can only be experienced in the presence of Christ himself. It is not about things, but it is about quality of life. It's about the glory of God being shown down upon us and us reflecting that glory. And while I can't, I don't presume to know what heaven is like, I trust that scripture is accurate and God's word proclaims it to be greater than what you and I can imagine. That's what we hope for. We hope for that inheritance. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. This is our hope, that God will exert for us the same mighty power that he exerted for Jesus by which he raised him from the dead, put him at his right hand, that he will exert that on our behalf bringing us into their presence. That is our hope. Please bow in prayer with me. And if you have yet to embrace the hope that Jesus brings, the hope that scripture was written to give us, the hope that is Jesus and only comes to us through Jesus. I pray that today would be the day that you would embrace that hope, that you would allow Jesus to break your heart and pour into it the fullness of life that gives us hope for eternal life with him. If that is you and you desire to ask him into your heart for the first time and for those of you who have already done that I pray even for you that you would follow along and pray this prayer in your heart. Heavenly Father I am not worthy to receive you. I am a sinner. That sin leaves me with nothing but despair. I want to have the hope that Jesus brings. Father, I've come to know and trust that you have provided 
the way for me to be cleansed of my sin and despair and to be filled with hope for a wondrous eternal life restored and perfected by the blood of Jesus. I claim the hope that is his life, death, and resurrection that you offered me. I am yours. Do with me as you please. In Jesus' name. If you have questions about this week's message or would like to start a conversation with someone about what it means to walk with Christ, please email pastor at cfeb.church. You can find earlier episodes of our podcast on our website at cfeb.church, where you can also give online to help support community fellowship in our mission to reflect and share Christ's love. We can also be found on many major distribution platforms like Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe to stay connected. Thank you again for listening. Now go out and love one another like Jesus did.